You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome everybody back to another edition of Chair Gaten, your official NASCAR podcast for Belly Up Sports. I'm your host, Rattlesnake, live from Austin, Texas, here to talk to you about all things NASCAR. And we're going to dive right into an interview that I have with one of the contributors over at Belly Up Sports. His name is Chris Prince, and uh, let's just dive right into that. All right, I want to welcome my next guest. He is one of our NASCAR contributors at BellyUpSports.com, Chris Prince. He's from North Georgia. Say what's up to the folks, Chris. What's up, guys? Uh, you got a plug? What, what's your Twitter? I know you have like a couple Twitters, right? Well, I've got yeah, I've got the uh, my personal Twitter, which is uh, at PrinceChris54, which is just you know for everything because I'm a huge Georgia sports fans so i got a lot of uh, braves falcons bulldogs stuff like that and then i've got my uh nascar page which is at um everything for nascar fans i'm pretty sure that one i'll have to look at <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> uh you just gave somebody else a lot of followers um, yeah, probably <laughs> all right so you're a georgia fan not georgia tech no i'm a georgia fan not georgia tech for okay because sure. i lived with uh one of my roommates, he was also one of my groomsmen at my wedding, and he ah. went to Georgia Tech, and he's a huge Ramblin' Wreck fan. Yep, I'm a Bulldog through and through. I've even got the Georgia G on my arm tattooed, so... Well, I feel like people from Georgia are a lot more likely to be Georgia fans. Yeah, I mean, you don't hear hear much about Tech, I mean... Like, he's from I... Chicago. Oh, wow. He's a Jewish guy from Chicago. Holy cow. It's just because they're such a good, like, engineering school. Um, yeah, and that's what he's telling me. He's like, "Yeah, it's pretty much like all the like locals, just yeah, care about Georgia and UGA." 
Well, I think it more or less plays off the sports programs because Tech isn't as prominent right. anymore. So. Right. That's like in Texas. We have so many yeah. Longhorn fans. Yeah. And it's really annoying. But um, I'll get into that another day. Uh, anyway, I wanted to mostly talk to you about the schedule changes because, you know, I can talk about other stuff on my own, but I want somebody else to talk with me about schedule changes. I feel like I- it's a good thing to banter back and forth on. Um I guess we we could just kind of go down the list. Obviously, Daytona 500 is still the first race of the year, so nothing new there. But then instead of Atlanta on week two, we're going straight out west to Las Vegas. What do you think about I, that change? I think it's solid, especially for the, the East Coast fans that attend Atlanta. I mean, because if you've looked the last couple of years, it's been super cold or it's rain most, most weekends yeah. in Atlanta. So, I mean, it's been a solid pushback, I think. So, I think it'll help maybe the attendance. Plus, I think it gives the fans something to look forward to. I don't, I mean, I don't know how the drivers feel about it, especially having to go from the east straight out to the west coast. Yeah. But I think it's a solid change. I think, like I said, it'll boost the fan attendance maybe more in Georgia than it would in previous years. Yeah. And my opinion when it comes to driver opinions is. If they have an opinion on a track because of how the cars run on it, then I'm like, okay, I want to hear them yeah. out, obviously. But if it's more like, oh, I just don't want to travel extra, I'm like, okay, shut the hell up. Like, I, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I mean you get it all paid for. So come right, on, if, if that's your opinion, you know, then that just, I don't care. If it, if it doesn't have to do with the track or how your car is going to run, I mean, you, you get paid a lot of money to do this. But yeah, I think that's a, I think it's not a bad move also. I think you're right. Obviously, Atlanta has gotten a lot of rain the past so hopefully this gives it a break and can have some nicer weather also i mean you live in georgia so i'm guessing you go to the races in atlanta um is it like a similar crowd to daytona or is just everybody go to daytona because it's daytona because i think it's more or less just that everybody goes to daytona because it's daytona first race of the year and i mean it's it's a super speedway so you know for sure it's gonna be action-packed Right. For the most part, anyway. I mean, you've seen with the Xfinity race, it was kind of boring this past year. Right. So, I mean, I think Atlanta's Atlanta's more of a personal preference. You got the people in Georgia who like going because, you know, they got their local guys like me. I'm a Chase Elliott fan. So, of course, you know. <laughs> of course. You want to go Georgia. see your guy win on his track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. The North Georgia thing, I figured. I was actually going to ask you that if you're a Chase fan because of that. Well, I'm. I literally, he's from Dawson County. I'm less than a mile from the Dawson County line. Okay. That's one driver <laughs> that I think most people, most fans know exactly what town he's from. Yeah. Not I think because of him, to. but because of his dad completely. Everybody knows he's from Dawsonville, Georgia. I don't know anything about Dawsonville, Georgia, other than uh, his dad and him being from there. Well, I'll tell you this. It is a small race inspired town and they, they, hinge off of chase elliott and bill elliott i can tell you that yeah i saw an article last year when he got his first win yeah and when he came back to dawsonville they have like a i don't know like a siren or something that goes off when he wins oh yeah they started that i mean obviously i'm i'm only 23 so i didn't get to see the heyday but they started that back in the prime of bill's career when his yeah yeah Yeah, in the pool room and i think that's awesome (laughs) that's so cool uh, good for people in Dawsonville, Georgia. I don't know much about North Georgia other than driving through it. Uh, <laughs> I drove through it once, like straight up through North Georgia from Atlanta to Asheville, North Carolina. 
chances are you've probably come through one, if not both, of my hometowns. Okay. Well, it's very pretty up there. I'll give them that much. I I don't know. I didn't stop, but it's very pretty. (laughs) So you got that going for you. Uh, Anyway, yeah, I guess I was just asking about the the, um, Daytona and Atlanta thing, just because I wasn't sure with how close they were, but I don't know. Maybe they're not as close as I was thinking. It's a little bit of a drive. I mean, from where I'm at, like I said, I'm about eight hours. I'm about eight hours from Daytona Beach. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is a bit of a drive. Yeah. So, I mean, you figure it's probably six, seven hours from Daytona Beach to Atlanta Motor Speedway. So, yeah, especially for you privileged NASCAR fans in <laughs> an area like that where you just get to throw a stone and hit a track. Well, I mean, also, the thing with Atlanta, too, a lot of people don't realize, it's not really in a good, really populated area like Daytona or... Oh, the track the, itself? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of oh, okay. off the beaten path a little bit. I mean, I could see that. I mean, have you ever... Texas Motor Speedway, you know, everyone associates with Dallas or Fort Worth, but right. it's really more in, like, Denton. And granted, it's right off the interstate, but it's way out there in the fields, like out in, like, this town, Denton. And there's like yeah, nothing I mean, out there. It's probably from the downtown Atlanta part of Georgia, Atlanta Motor Speedway is probably a good 45 minutes to an hour almost. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, but at least, I mean, you got to live close to a few tracks, right? Charlotte's probably not too far. Charlotte's about five hours. I haven't went to Charlotte. Um, what? Oh man. I, I plan on it. Not this year because we've already got, we've already got um, Bristol and Daytona. We're going to the 4th of July race this nice. year on the mark. So, Nice. Uh, is Bristol not too far? Bristol's about Bristol's a little bit of a drive, but it's not too bad. It's more like six hours, seven hours. Jeez. Bristol. Oh my god! And what's Talladega like? An hour and a half, two hours from you? <laughs> it's pro. It's about three and a half hours. Yeah, to Talladega. Okay. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. That, so I mean, eight hours either way. I mean, you can hit a track. So. That's insane. Yeah, living in Austin, uh, you gotta drive. I mean, it's only three hours to Texas Motor Speedway. So that's not right. bad, and we get two of those races a year. But that's, you know, kind of bittersweet, because as an NASCAR fan, I don't want two two races at Texas Motor Speedway. But as a yeah. fan, I want to see them. And then uh, I always go to Talladega every single year, but that's 12 hours from here. Oh, wow. Yes, and I do that trip every year for four years now. I've done that. And, uh, and I found out last year when I went... Kansas is the next closest track to Austin because it's 10 hours instead Holy of 12. Holy yeah! wow. So okay. me and my wife drove up to Kansas the week before we got married. And, uh, oh, wow. Her favorite driver is also Tracy Elliott, and she got to see him win, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, that is pretty neat. I, I was pretty ecstatic to see that myself. So Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, anyway, just wanted to mention how lucky you are to where you live for that. <laughs> Have you gone to Darlington? No, that's um that's one of my bucket list tracks for sure. That is a definite. Okay. Yeah. Because how far is that from you? Probably like that's only only about six hours. Okay. Yeah, because my parents live in Myrtle Beach. Okay. And so last year for my honeymoon, we all went up to Darlington. It was only an hour and a half drive from their house. Yeah, and that's I got not to, bad. Oh man, I got to see the throwback cars. It was badass. That's what I want to do. That, like I said, we've got some pretty big trips planned this year, so we won't be able to go to a lot of races. But that's next year for sure. I hope. Yeah, and it's just so different than, uh, you know, what I'm used to seeing with these like super speedways and intermediate tracks from Texas yeah. and Kansas and Talladega. You go to this thing, and it's truly historic. I mean, it's it's off like just a normal road. 
in the middle of their town, and it looks like an old rodeo stadium or something. I mean, it's wild. Um, Anyway, we've gotten completely off topic, (laughs) but whatever. We're we're having a good time. Uh, So, yeah, they do the whole West Coast swing early, right? Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, I think it's okay in a way. The weather's better out there to an extent, so... Right, yeah, the weather won't change too much out there, right? So that that's good. And then they're going to come back to Atlanta after that, which, you know, we mentioned. I think that's not a bad idea. But then this is where it kind of mixes up a little bit more, is then they go to Homestead. I, I'm mixed on that. I, I wanted to keep Homestead in a way as the final race, just because it's been, I mean, yeah, it's not the best racing, but it's been a solid finale race, in my opinion. I mean, it... From Atlanta to Homestead, that's a pretty big jump once again, like I said. so. Yeah, and I think the, you know, a lot of people aren't fans of Homestead. Yeah. And I understand that. My only concern about this is, won't that make Homestead even worse now? I think so. I mean, I think it's going <laughs> to, yeah, decrease the popularity. It's going to wind up being another... Like, um, I mean, a second Texas race, no offense, you know. I no, don't yeah, like... absolutely. Kentucky, Kansas, anything right. like that. Right, where people just don't care that week. That's, yeah. That's my only concern about that one. Like, Homestead was already one of the fans' like least favorite tracks up yep. there with Kansas and Kentucky and Texas. Right. And now you're taking away anything that meant anything to drive on that track, and it's just... Yep. So... You know, you win some, you lose some on this on these changes. I don't think it's like anything huge. Yeah. And then, you know, everything else is pretty much the same. What? Um, the night race at Martinsville. I'm pretty excited about that one. I I like Martinsville. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. That'll be cool. I'm a huge short track guy. I mean, I guess it's just from where I'm from. I've watched a lot of dirt track races, stuff like that. So I think I like the short tracks a little more, and putting them under the lights brings some excitement. Yeah, and the more I've gotten into overall racing and just watching NASCAR, you know, I've been watching a lot more dirt racing, late models, sprint cars, and you're right. Now that when I watch a short race, it really, I understand what all these NASCAR fans have always, you know, been hammering about with like more short tracks. I've always been like, why? But now that I've gotten way more into just overall racing, you know, we watch them on these short tracks and I'm like, damn, this really is more exciting. Yeah, I mean, they're bunched up. I mean, even in the, you know, sprint cars, you know, those are smaller cars, but look how many they're able to fit on them, you know, a half-mile track. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and also, it, it they can really uh, work things, like, slowly, like, building up their momentum, yep. you know, because there's not these straightaways where you just kind of, nothing happens. They're always constantly trying to push something, so. Right, different lines. It's kind of like, you know, you hear them talk about Kyle Larson or Christopher Bell. They're always searching for a different line. Right, right. Yeah. And, I've, and I've always liked, it's funny you mentioned Kyle Larson. I've always liked Kyle Larson, and he's always seemed like a really talented driver, I guess because of his, like, open-wheel dirt experience. Um, and I saw a couple things recently that everybody right now, not, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people right now, are saying that Kyle Larson is the most overhyped or overrated young driver right now. That's, I don't know. See, I'm like you. I like Kyle Larson because of his upbringing. He reminds me of, like, I don't want to say like Jeff Gordon, you know, because Gordon did a lot of the open wheel stuff. But Kyle. And they're both from California, so. <laughs> yeah. Kyle fell off last year and this year. Now, I don't know if that's him or his equipment, more or less. 
And see, the only problem with the equipment argument is Kurt's driving better than him right now, and it's his first year in that equipment. Yeah, but I mean, and I'm, I think my dad, my dad was big on Kyle Larson when he came in, but I think Kyle got rushed almost, so to say. So when he did start winning, all of his fans got to jump up and be like, oh, look at that. You know, he can win, but I think he's still just not, he is a little overhyped in some ways, yeah. Yeah, I think the only way that he's overhyped is when people say he's like, one of the most talented drivers out there. And I used to be one of those guys also. I thought he was. But I think maybe he's not one of the most talented drivers out there. Maybe he's just one of the a good driver that's young. Yeah. You know, he's like yeah, Ryan Blaney think... or Chase Elliott. You know. Right. Maybe he's... Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. And I think you see a lot, though, with uh, Gibbs holding Christopher Bell back in the Xfinity one more year. I mean, because they come from the same background, so maybe yeah. he's really wanting to groom Christopher Bell a little better than just throwing him to the dogs, so to say, like Ganassi did with Larson. Yeah, and I know people are eager to see him get moved up also, but I think it's it's not a bad move to wait, wait him out a little bit and see what happens. And right. I don't want to dim- diminish anything. Like I said earlier, you know, Kurt Busch is running better. I think... If you talk about most underrated, current underrated Cup Series drivers, I would say Kurt Busch um, because he is so good and nobody talks about it. Maybe it's because who his brother is, but I feel like Probably. people don't talk about it. And they used to, you know, when he won a championship and then they're just kind of like, all right, whatever. But he's still so good. Look at his finishes. He's solid. Exactly. Yeah. He's such a good driver. No matter what car he's in, he gets moved to another car, he's still finishing top fives, top tens. Yeah. And you it know? doesn't even matter. It's not like, you know, cars. It's makes, too, manufacturers. Exactly. That's a them. very good point. Yeah, that's a totally different yeah. manufacturer. Doesn't matter about what track it is. Short, super speedway, intermediate. He's always going to finish in, like, the top ten, top five. So, right. I don't know. It's just something I've been noticing uh, kind of last year a little bit, and then especially this year. Nobody talks about Kurt Busch and blows my mind. I'm like, this that guy's a Cup Series champion still out yeah. here <laughs> crushing it. Shouldn't we be, like, yep. maybe talking about that? But no, they I, want to I, compare his yeah. brother to Richard Petty instead. So, well, I mean, you gotta—that's the big thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. What other changes do we have? Um, um, what you got the double header at Pocono? That's a big one. That's right. Yeah. I mean, so I'm. Yeah, I, I want to. I want to bring Pocono. this one up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Okay, I don't. I've never been a fan of Pocono, and here's why. Now, like I said, me and my dad have talked about this. Pocono always somehow somehow turns out to be a fuel mileage race. Okay, yeah. No, no matter how you shake it, the speeds are awesome. That's fine. And now that is in the past, different package, whatever. They always stretch out, 
and it's a fuel mileage race. You're always betting on somebody to run out of fuel, and that just becomes boring to me to the point where literally I fall asleep watching those races, it seems like, every year. Yeah. So I don't know how two two races in one weekend there is going to do any good for that track unless this aero package makes a huge difference in the racing product you see on the track. Yeah, so I guess my first point is, like, I don't know why they chose Pocono for this. Um, yeah. I, I get that what they're trying to do, you know, just take over an entire weekend of racing, and I'm totally cool with that. Hell, Saturday and Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong. I'll, I love this idea. It's weird that they chose Pocono, so I don't know if they're just trying to build up the the fan base for Pocono or what they're doing, but I don't hate it because you're right. A lot of people aren't fans of Pocono, and I'm not either necessarily, but on, what was it, the NASCAR hub, NASCAR Race Live hub show or whatever, uh, I think it was today or yesterday they were talking about it. They had Joey Logano on, and... He was just saying, you know, we after every race, we always leave saying, man, I wish I, we were racing Monday because this is what I do different, yada, yada, yada. And to his point, he was like, well, here you go. Like, this is your yeah. chance. So I think it could actually make Pocono a more entertaining race, maybe not even uh, Saturday, but the Sunday race. The Sunday race, yeah, maybe. I mean, like I said, the past has not been promising, in my opinion, for Pocono. So I guess, you know, that's a good point. I didn't, you know, I didn't even think about that. Maybe it can be one of those things where they, they perform solid on Saturday, but they're able to perform way better on Sunday. Yeah. Cause they know exactly what to do this time. And, you know, I've heard people talking about like, well, how are they going to do this? Is it, are you going to have one car for both races? Which I, it sounds like most people are in support of. I haven't really heard anybody arguing like they should only have the one car for the, for both days. You know, I think you're going to have to do that. I mean, and then you're going to have to bank on your backup. And if you get into a wreck or something right. for that next race, you know, yeah, that's I mean, about the only way you can do it. Yeah, I think that that's how you should do it. And I mean, I guess that's it. Right. Just. Oh, also, uh, how, how are they going to qualify for the second race? Ooh. I've heard yeah, a couple that's... people say invert it hmm. and just flip it upside down. I'm not totally against that. No, I wouldn't either because then you'd be putting some solid cars in the back of the pack. Exactly. That would, that would make it real fun. Now you're yeah. seeing like Matt Benedetto and like Bubba Wallace and Ty Dillon up front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yes. that, that would be pretty funny to watch. And I mean, nothing against those drivers in particular, but let's be honest. They're not doing yeah. shit. Yeah. I mean, Bubba, I think Bubba would be a solid driver. And as much as I hate to say this, if he wasn't with the King. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's the only way to look at it. I think the argument is like how good would he be, yeah, without that team? Uh, because I think it's just definitive. Like that's a bad team, you know. Look at Eric Amarola off yeah. that team. It's just it seems like it's just clearly a really bad team to be on. So I think now the argument for Bubba is how good would he be without that team? And I think that's a fair argument. Um, I still don't think he would be contending for anything. I think he would maybe get a win here and there. Yeah, he'd be more like a um, like a Steve Park, so to say, back in those DEI days. Yeah. He was a solid guy, but he wasn't contending for championships. You know who I would probably see him comparable with if he was with a better team would be Daniel Suarez. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good comparison. I mean, but honestly, he might, he Daniel, might get a top 10 finish every once in a while. You know, maybe will surprise us with a win, but like probably not. Right. And that's kind of Daniel Suarez now. I know. 
That that's kind of who I was saying when they were talking about who's the most overhyped, overrated driver right now. I was saying, me too. I was saying Daniel Suarez, man. I don't know where his hype is coming from. I I don't have a clue in all honesty. I don't see how he got that ride other than sponsorship. I mean, well, I think that's it. Like, I mean, I, that I has think, to be it. Yeah, I think that's it. He's got the because he's from a wealthy Mexican family, and they're like best friends with that company that sponsors him, right? Yeah, Eris. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. His dad's like good friends with the owner of that or something. So, so, so something along those lines. Yeah, it's what I've been told myself. So, yeah, he's a fine driver. I'm not saying he shouldn't be a Cup Series driver. I just think he's overhyped. I think it plays back into those. I mean, Carl Edwards threw him pretty much into the dirt by retiring like he did he didn't get the proper time to really develop i mean he won his championship in the xfinity series on a fluke in my opinion yeah i mean because his competitors were knocked out of the race if i do remember right yeah and that's the thing i think he's good enough to be in the cup series so i'm not trying to say like he's like a danica like he just shouldn't be there he's you know a waste of a seat or something it's you know he's fine being there i just don't think he's ever going to contend for anything and i'm surprised that he has the right he has uh, well, I mean, it's money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, let's see, what else? Every uh, Oh, Darlington, I know. What was the change in Darlington? They're saying it's going to be the playoff race now? First playoff race, and that makes Daytona the re- season-ending, oh, or the regular right. season finale. That's right, yeah. Um, so this one, I think the Daytona thing is probably the most controversial one. It seems to be what everybody's talking about the most. Uh, I, 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 you know, I know a lot of people hate super speedways and plate tracks and yeah. I totally understand their reason for not liking it. I, I think that, you know, it's okay that we have a couple, right. um, I personally kind of like this change. What do you think? I do too. I think, um, I, it was a point that I was talking to somebody on Twitter the other day. It puts somebody, I mean, it gives anybody literally a chance to clinch a spot right there at the end in the playoffs. You might have been talking to me about that on Twitter. Because <laughs> yeah, that's what be. I was saying on Twitter. Um, yeah, man, that's the thing. So it's it's not like it gives this second Daytona race any more credibility or anything like that. Like, if you win it in the regular season, you were already going to get a spot in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's so the way to look at it. So I don't understand that argument. I just think it'll make the last race that much more exciting. Right, yeah, I do too, because, I mean, you see how they get it wanting to win the 500. Imagine how they're going to get wanting a playoff spot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, I think it's going to be crazy. And, you know, a guy like Bubba Wallace, he got second yeah. at Daytona 500 in 2018. You know, you never know. It, it could be fun to watch. So I, I'm not against that one either. And I like the way, I mean, because a lot of, I've seen a lot of fans complain about, well, why would you take such a historic track, you know, the historic, the historical matter and factor from Daytona on 4th of July, because everybody loves the 4th right. of July race at Daytona, but they gave them another historical track. They gave them Indy. Yeah. I mean, so. Yeah. And that argument I can understand, because if you're a person that goes to Daytona every single 4th of July, I'd probably be upset too. So if that's the, you know, somebody's personal like opinion about the whole thing, I totally understand that, that, that would suck. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think they're also just trying to hype up Indy a little bit. They're trying to get more people interested in it because it's been doing so bad in NASCAR for so long. Yeah, those races haven't been, I mean, ear-catching or eye-catching, for that matter, for a while now, in all honesty. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I don't want to go into it too much because I'm definitely not the most knowledgeable person about how, how the cars run every time, but it, it seems like that track's just not a good track 
for cars to run on with the with the turns that they have. Yeah, the turns are. I mean, they kind of touched on it in that that um, unrivaled special with Gordon and Earnhardt. Oh, did Gordon they? Was like, I don't. Yeah, he was like part. the flat corners are just good for you know it was good for him because he knew how to drive them. Oh yeah, because he was an open wheel driver growing up. Right. So I mean, the flat corners are harder, I think, for the stock car guys to handle, especially if they don't have an open wheel background. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's probably one of the big reasons why that indie race is always not good. Yeah. So I think that's probably their reason for, you know, they're trying to create some more hype around that race because they, they want, it's a big market. I think they want some of that money that the indie cars get from there. I guess I could see it, but I mean, I, I still, you know, I feel like there's there's so much more to come when stuff does start expiring contract-wise. I feel like things are going to open up a lot more. It'll be interesting to see, and we'll talk about that in a second, actually. You know what? Yeah, we'll talk about that one in a second, because I have a, I want to talk to you about that. But, I guess, going back to, where were we? Darlington? Yeah. Um, initially, so this is what, what's interesting to me, is they're keeping the Darlington race uh, on the same weekend, mm-hmm. but now it's a playoff race. How does that work? They just... Because they shortened the season by doing the double header. Oh, okay. Sure. Okay, because everybody was like, oh, they moved Darlington. I was like, no, they didn't. Because it's always Labor Day weekend. And I, I was like, that's a big one that they shouldn't touch, I think. Having Darlington Labor Day weekend's big. Right, um, yeah. That one was when I was going to kind of pitch a fit about if they moved it. But, I mean, right. they didn't move it. So. Yeah, yeah. So I was super happy. And, and they made it even better because it's a play. That's the first playoff race. My only concern was that they would have the the stupid green stripes for the playoffs uh, on their throwback cars. But I was quickly reminded that this is the last season for the Monster Energy series. Yeah, so next year you probably won't have that. So, yeah. so you'll have some sort of color change, I'm sure, just for to mark the playoff cars. But I just hope I get that it's the playoff race, but I think they should just leave, leave alone the throwback cars. People love those. That's like a huge deal oh, yeah. every season. It's like one of the biggest. You look at the top-ranked paint schemes for every year, and it's always the throwback cars. Yep, throwback cars. So I wouldn't even touch the throwback uh, theme at all. Even if they do have some kind of playoff thing, I would just be like, all right, we're not going to do it for this first race because we can't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we got Richmond, Bristol. So like, those are three cool... Uh, the first three playoff races. Those are some pretty cool races to go to. And then Las Vegas. So that's not bad, you know, those no, four I mean, first playoff I, races. I mean, Las Vegas kind of plays into I like Las Vegas to an extent, but Las Vegas almost, like I said, it plays into like a, the, the Texas or the Pocono vibe for me. It becomes one of those tracks where the racing was good thus far this year there. But in past years, the second Las Vegas race has always been kind of just, it's lacking something. So I'll be interested to see how it changes it this year. I will say it could make it better, though, since it's the last of the first round of playoffs. So they could be driving a little bit harder. Yeah, that'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, and then, you know, the the, uh, second round, we have Talladega, Charlotte, Kansas, Texas Motor Speedway. That's a pretty tough stretch right there. Yeah, Talladega and the Roval. I mean, come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and unfortunately, it ends with Kansas and Texas, but that's that's how it's always been. That's not a change there. And yeah. um, now we have Martinsville, and then wrapping it up, the uh, the big one. They're ending the season at ISM instead. What do you think of that? I I, will, 
I like it for the change standpoint of things because I mean we kind of touched on it earlier with Homestead being right. you've only raced there for one purpose it was to win the championship. So I mean I like it for that change standpoint. It'll give some hype to that new setup that they put moving the finish line and everything. And plus racing was better there this past, you know, race we had. Right. I enjoyed the race a little more than I have in years past. So I think it's a solid solid choice. The weather will be gorgeous, so I don't think you'll have to worry too much about that. So I think it's smart on their part. They're going to keep the pretty weekend, you know, even though they're taking it from the beach. They're and they're also still going to give you maybe a little bit better racing product. Yeah, and I like what Joy Logano's Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Said saying that it should be more like the Super Bowl, and they should yeah. just change it every year. I don't see a problem with that. Yeah, Harvick. I mean, Harvick touched on it, and there was a big, you know, powwow with Gordon, Richard Petty, Harvick, and then with the Charlotte Observer last year. And I think I put it in that that article I wrote, the Year of Change, that he thinks that they should change the championship race every year. Yeah, I mean, but, I don't, I don't see a problem with it. No, I don't either. Could you imagine a championship race at Bristol or Martinsville? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it'd be exciting as, you know, as a Super Bowl at that, you know, point. It'd be it's just as exciting, in my opinion. Yeah, and that gives, like, every track a chance to, to you know, host a championship race. You know, because as a fan in Texas, I'm not going to be able to make the trips out to these tracks. You know, yeah. I'm not going to ISM. I'm not going to Miami. But if right. they had one at Talladega or Texas or even Kansas, like, I would drive for that. So I, would, I think it'd be it'd be okay if you kind of did it like the like the NFL does. You know, they got to be in decent weathered cities, so to say, because November it's going to be hard to race at a place like Watkins Glen up in New York or that's true. You know, stuff like that. You got to keep them in the good weathered cities, so to say. But I mean, even then, you're still moving it around year to year. And on your point, the NFL clearly doesn't care about that because they had it in Minneapolis. So <laughs> that's, that's a good point. <laughs> but no, that is a good point for an outdoor sport like NASCAR. You do have to still have fairly good weather. Thankfully, you know, almost all their tracks are in the South or the West Coast, so they got pretty, pretty good weather. A lot of options there. Yeah, I mean, you've only got you know what Watkins Glen, Pocono. And then Martinsville, if you consider Chicago that. Chicago land. And Chicago, Indy, Michigan. Uh, Michigan, yeah. Yeah. So, I and mean, you've only got I, a limited few. I probably wouldn't go Kansas or Kentucky either. Man, Kentucky was a, was one of my favorite tracks, but I've just kind of grown to not like it anymore. Have you been to a race there? 
I've not. I've not oh, been okay. to a race there. It's just a little. It, it's about twelve hours for me to Kentucky, but it's just been one of those where here lately I've not felt like it was worth the drive. Right. I think most people feel like that. I've driven by the track a couple times actually, right? Because it's right off the that interstate driving up through, like on your way to Cincinnati. Yeah. Um. I so I guess you know what we were talking about a little bit earlier is obviously people are talking a lot about these changes and people are happy. Uh, aren't happy because uh, there weren't enough changes, yada, yada, yada. But we were saying that, you know, these contracts are expiring in 2021. Yep. And so that's what most people are thinking that's going to be the big one. I think they're trying to show you that, too, by changing like they have. They made some pretty drastic changes, in my opinion, with what they've done. Yeah. So I think that they're just trying to show you that everything really is on the table at this point. Yeah, I mean, they changed their championship race. They're they're changing where they're having the award ceremony into Nashville. Yep. Uh, it it definitely seems like they're they're up for whatever. They're, they'll mix anything up right now, which is awesome. Yeah, and I don't think I, I think you shouldn't like I said before. I don't think you should limit it to just the Cup guys either. I think you should look into the other series, the trucks, or even you know the Xfinity cars. Look into switching their schedule up and introducing them to some new areas. Yeah, I remember you wrote that article. We were talking yeah, about I'm, that. I liked that a lot. And you were talking about bringing dirt back. I, I do. I'm I'm a little biased, like I said, because I'm a huge dirt f- fanatic. I've been around it my whole life. There's one in my hometown. so And I get you can only do so much with dirt and that equipment. But, I mean, Eldora's been huge for the truck series these last couple of years. So Yeah, no, I think it's an awesome idea. Why not? Um, are there any tracks you think... Let's make like bold predictions here. Any tracks you think that might uh, be put on the schedule by 2021? I you hear all the time Rockingham, Rockingham, Rockingham. Yep. I don't I don't see Rockingham coming back that quick. I think that facility needs some improvement. I I'd like it for the historical standpoint. Like I'd love to see him go race at Rockingham, but I just don't feel like it's going to happen. I think Iowa could be a good one. That's okay, cuz I was going to say to be fair, what what tracks are ready to go for a cup series. And I guess Iowa would be because people talk about Nashville a lot too. Oh, I'd love, have you ever been to Nashville? I haven't been to that racetrack, the fairgrounds. I've been to the fairgrounds. They weren't racing that weekend, but I mean, just the thought of seeing them turn laps on that track in a cup car would be interesting. Yeah. It just seems like there needs to be some work done on it. Or am I I wrong? No, you're not wrong. They they don't obviously have the safer barriers. They don't. I don't think they really have the grandstands to compete. That's what I was gonna a, say. I've looked at the stands, and it, it looks like a you know local track. It doesn't look like a Cup Series track. Yeah, I mean that's it's what it is, and that's what it's became since you know they kind of left. I mean they ran that they used to run the Xfinity and the Truck Series there, but ever since those series left, it's become just a local track with the NASCAR background, so to say. Right. But I mean they just dumped. I read somewhere last year like $1.2 million into the infield at Talladega. So, I mean, why couldn't you send a little money to Nashville for some grandstands and some safer barriers? Well, does NASCAR pay for that, or is that the stadium owner? I think that was the, what is it, the uh, the Speedway Motor Cor- Motorsports Incorporation, the one who owns all the tracks, is the one who funded that for Talladega. Well, they only own... Texas, Kansas, Talladega, Atlanta, I think. They own like a handful of them, but they don't own all of them. 
Yeah, but if you've read, I don't know. I've dived into it a little bit. It's been a, a couple months since I've really looked into it. But a lot of those guys have deep roots in the upper echelon of the NASCAR board. Right. So I think that could play a lot of factor into it. I mean, well, I think there one are of the a lot issues of issues is if they're not owned by that group, it might be harder. Yeah, and that's I so. Think would that's you have where, to sell it or something like that? I, I don't know. I think that's where places like Nashville, even Rockingham, are gonna gonna struggle trying to get back into the Cup Series. I think you're gonna what you're gonna see is you're gonna see the trucks and the Xfinity go there first. Yeah, that's true. Engage your experience off that. I think Iowa, really, in my opinion, is the the first one that you're gonna see make a drastic jump up because. It, yes, the Xfinity race has been exciting, but I think a cup car, a cup race would be better there than an Xfinity race. Yeah, I agree. I was definitely one that should be getting one soon. It's ready for a cup series race. I just don't think that'll excite the fans as much as something like Rockingham. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that's your, what they're all waiting for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of your your fans, I like to say in air quote, want the the old tracks back but what they don't realize is a lot of those tracks can't handle the the influx of population that they want to say they'd right. be there another one that i've looked into was gateway um it, like outside st louis have you ever looked into that one i've not i've not looked into gateway one i've looked into a little bit um i think it's five flags in pensacola oh i don't think i've looked into that one they raced the snowball derby there the oh like the late model yeah deal. yeah yeah okay i know that one it's one of those places again that's kind of like like nashville it need the, the stands i think would be able to handle it i think the the reason why they wouldn't go there would be the safer barrier issue right so but i've never i've heard about gateway a little bit not really looked into them too much yeah look into it i mean just judging on like some of the pictures and stuff it looks like it's well big enough grandstand wise um they have suites and stuff like that it looks plenty big enough um I mean, I don't know how long this thing is. I don't know. It's just an oval. Right. Looks like they it might they have an option for a roval even. But huh. yeah, that that looks like a great spot. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see though. We'll see what happens. Twenty twenty one is going to be a big one. I guess. Yeah, I wh- think. What was I that? think something you need to also watch out for is the the road course at Pocono. If they want to keep a race at Pocono, I think that's something you need to watch for too. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, clearly, it looks like they're trying to do whatever they can right now to get people interested in Pocono again. So, speak to my interest. Yeah. I'll give them that much. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd watch it a little more, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I guess just to wrap things up, I figure we can talk just a minute about Texas Motor Speedway. Any predictions on that? I think Ford's going to be hard to beat. I mean, and, and I hate to be cliche about it, but look how Penske's performed this year. Everybody but Blaney's won a race, and Kozlowski's won two. And Blaney's looked like he's going to win very soon. I think Ford's going to be hard to beat. It'll be interesting to see if Stuart Haas's cars can pick it up, because I feel like they've been a step behind Penske this year. Uh, Stuart Haas has definitely been a step behind. They keep you know, placing well in the top ten, uh, a lot of yeah. guys in the top ten. You know, Clint Boyer's been doing good. Kevin Harvick, obviously, is running that team. Eric Almarola's been doing good. Daniel Suarez is hit or miss. So it's like a solid yeah. team. But, yeah, they, they're definitely not performing quite. They're not getting the wins like uh, Joe Gibbs or Penske. 
Yeah, Penske and Gibbs are. I mean, which I mean, you seen it last year. Gibbs and it was Gibbs and Stuart Haas last right. year. They were the top of the field with Harvick and Bush. But I think I don't know if maybe it's the new cars, the new aero package, but something's just not you know leading to the wins for Stuart Haas this year. So I think you need to watch, if not Blaney, because I've been I've been pulling for him a little bit. Yeah, it's hard not to. to watch. <laughs> I'm not a Blaney yeah. like fan necessarily. Uh, I'm more of a Chevy guy myself, so I, I yep. I, I like to cheer for Chevy guys, but I do like Blaney a lot. I like a majority of the Penske team outside of Joey Logano. Yeah, um, I know a lot of people don't like Kozlowski. I like Kozlowski, and I like Blaney. So I like Kozlowski and Bl- I like but mine. If you had to put them in order, it'd probably be Blaney, Kozlowski, Logano. I just yeah. Logano's kind of been one of those drivers where people. Say Kyle Busch just gets under your skin. Kyle Busch only gets under your skin if you don't like that he wins. Right. Or I you, think that's you, the that. Or he just trolls you and you fall for it. Um, I don't. I don't mind Kyle Busch. I have no problem with him. Um, I mean, maybe you think Kevin Harvick could finally get a win? I think this. If if he's going to, I think it has to be this week. If not at Richmond or Bristol, I mean, I think yep. those are going to be the next three weeks. You need to watch out for him. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's kind of boring, but it seems like the best drivers at this track are Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch. I mean Jimmy Johnson traditionally, but let's be real. I mean and, he's falling off. Yeah, I was hoping he'd have a better week last week at Martinsville, just because I, you know, I'm a Chase Elliott fan, but I've kind of always pulled for Hendricks because I'm a Chevy guy like you. Right. So I was hoping he'd he'd rebound, but I think he's just on the outs, unfortunately. I think he's going to run this contract out, and then I think he has to retire, or he's yeah. going to be forced out. Yeah, he's got to. It's just getting it's it's getting bad. This isn't how I want to remember him. You know no. what I mean? That's the worst part. Anybody that's like just coming into the sport now, they're like, why are people talking about this old guy that's always in the back of the pack? Yep, uh, and it's it's kind of like that that Peyton Manning last year that where he just where he wound up having that crappy year. They wanted up replacing him, and then they threw him in for the playoffs kind of just to redeem him a little bit. Right. Yeah. So, I, the problem is I don't see any redemption coming for Jimmy Johnson. I think he might make some solid finishes, and it, like him and Bowman and Byron did, or how him and Bowman did last year, they'll, they'll have some solid finishes and maybe point their way into the playoffs, if that. Yeah, I don't see Jimmy Johnson doing it. Bowman, yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't see anything happening for Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. It's tough to say, but it's like, I think it's over, man. And I was pretty optimistic coming into the season, but I think I it's too. over. Yeah, so we'll see. Maybe Kevin Harvick will finally get his win. I hope not. I hate Kevin Harvick. I hope he doesn't get a single win all season. I'm the same way because my dad's a Kevin Harvick fan, and my dad's oh, like, God. die hard. Die oh hard. <laughs> yeah, I do not like Kevin Harvick. I think he's a douchebag. Whatever. That's besides the point. I don't like him, so I hope he doesn't get a win. Yep. And, yeah, I think seeing somebody like Blaney get a win. I think Blaney's a sleeper. I think you might even watch for um, somebody you had not heard a lot about is Mark Truex this year. Yeah, I know, right? Kind of weird. Yeah, I he's think just it's – He's of, come on as a late. And, <laughs> and he has some pretty solid finishes. It's weird. Nobody's talking about him. I guess because when he's not winning, there's not much to talk about. He's just such a nice, friendly guy. He doesn't complain or do anything. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like Eric Amarola, you know, just yeah. a nice guy. I personally, and I've been cheering for him for years, and so I understand that people hate him, but I, it would be great to see Austin Dillon get a win this season. Um, 
I don't know. I, I don't hate. I don't hate Austin. Like I, I think a lot of people hate Austin because of who he is and what he right. comes from. But I don't hate Austin. I think. I think you touched on it in your article. I think he's a solid driver. I just don't think his equipment's up to par right now. Yeah, and thankfully, right after I wrote that, he placed tenth and then eleventh. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit, okay, maybe they're figuring it out. Maybe. Um, so that's a thing. I think I'm really hopeful that uh, Austin's season starts to get a little bit better as they fix their equipment. And who knows? Maybe Daniel Hemrick will finally do something. He, we've seen glimpses. Solid. I know we see glimpses of how good he can be, and then he just like runs to the back again, and you're like, "What? Ha- where did he go?" Yeah, he hits a wall or has a tire blow or something. You're like, "Yeah." You get up happened? to get a beer, and you come back, and he's in last, and you're like, "He was just in fourth. What? Yeah. <laughs> what happened?" Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino dot and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, I guess we can both say, hopefully Chevy finally gets a win. How about that? I, I really, I thought Chase was going to pull that one out, but Keselowski was just too solid, man. Yep. Yeah, and that was such a fun race too. I, I don't want to get spend another hour just talking about that, but that was that was a fun finish. I had a lot of fun watching that. Yeah, uh, mostly with Blaney, Elliott, and Bush kind of competing for that second spot. Yeah, yeah, that was that was awesome. Anyway, yeah, that was pretty solid. I think that wraps it up. I'm gonna be heading. Hopefully, I'm heading to Fort Worth for the race this weekend. I haven't bought tickets yet, but you know, I'll probably just scalp them outside the stadium like I always do. Yeah, we're buying. I'm buying tomorrow when I get paid. I'm buying our August Bristol tickets and our July Daytona tickets. Nice. So. Yeah, I'm looking into my Daytona tickets. All my friends are bailing. Ah. I always go with a group of friends every single year for four years. All bailing now, and you know it was always a guys only trip, and now it's slowly becoming like wives might be invited. <laughs> um, it's falling apart very quickly, and Talladega is coming up very quickly. Yeah, so, definitely need to get that figured out. Unfortunately, I might be having to push it back to the second Talladega race, which I've never gone to. Yeah. But we'll see. It's just not the same as the 500. <laughs> you know. Um, I guess well, one last thing I want to mention is at Belly Up Sports, I'm trying not to do as many ads now. I'm trying to cut those out and just do everything live so I don't have to edit things. I gotcha. And... Um, at Belly Up Sports, we now have a new sponsor. It's www.tixblitz.com, and that's spelled T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z. And it's a ticket site, which I will be using for my um, Texas Motor Speedway tickets. I know I just said I'll scout them, but I lied. <laughs> this is what I'm using. If you go to their website... We have a promo code belly up in all caps, no spaces, and I think it gets you like ten percent off, something oh, like that. The good thing about this site, I looked into it because I want to make sure that they were legit and they were good. Really good thing about this site is they guarantee all your seats, um, and the biggest part is the price that you see is the price that you pay. There's no service fees, or if there are, technically I'm sure there are, but they're included in it. So like. 
you'll see on their website a ticket's like, for instance, for Texas Motor Speedway, I was looking at tickets. On their site, it's $70. But on one of the other ticket sites, it was like uh, 65 So I was hmm. like, well, I guess I should use the other ones. I clicked on it, did everything, and after the service fees, it ended up being like $87. Wow. With all those fees, you know, that you got to pay. Yeah. So this place, uh, like I said, it's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z dot com. Um, all that stuff's included, so it's good to go. I'll check it out then for sure. Like I said, I'm getting ready to buy some tickets. There you go. <laughs> check it out. It'll help us out. It'll help the podcast and the website. Keep keep everything going. Um, and like I said, use the promo code belly up, no space, all caps. Okay. And I uh, hope everybody else listening goes out there and tries it out. It would really help us out. And uh, thanks for coming on, man. Anytime, man. Just hit me up a couple days in advance. I don't mind at all. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll definitely have you back on really soon. And keep it up with your great content. All right. I appreciate it. All right. Later, man. See ya. All right. Hope everybody enjoyed that interview I just had with Chris. Uh, go to bellyupsports.com and check out some of his content because he writes some pretty great stuff. So be sure to check that out. And also, as I just mentioned in the end of the interview, if you're going to buy any sports tickets, I'm telling you, this isn't just an ad. I mean, it is because if you use this site and type in our code, it helps us out a lot. But if you're buying sports tickets, I, I promise, check out Tix Blitz. It's spelled T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z. Dot com, And it's not just your normal sports tickets uh, website. And, you know, they do more than just sports. I shouldn't just say that. They do concerts and all that other stuff. But let's be real. If you're listening to this podcast, you care about NASCAR tickets. Good thing is they have NASCAR tickets. And as I mentioned before, the best part is that the price that you see is the price that you pay. There's no extra service fees at the end because those things will trick you. And I'm sure everybody on here that's bought tickets online already knows about that. So uh, you get, I think it's 10% off. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's 10%. Let me see. Does it say anything? Uh, blah, blah, blah. No, I, I don't see where it says, but I'm fairly certain it's 10% off. You type in the promo code BELLYUP, all caps, no space, B-E-L-L-Y-U-P, BELLYUP. You type that promo code in and you get... I think it's 10% off. Let's just say you get a discount. And also it helps us out. That's the most important. Right? Uh, it helps us. helps us stay afloat. It helps us uh, run the website and keep these podcasts going because my wife is starting to wonder when I'll get a real job. Before I wrap things up, I felt like I should go over the NASCAR team rankings because I promised that that's something that we're going to be doing every week. And it's something that I've been updating on the website ever since I've talked about it. Excuse me. <laughs> no edits. Hashtag no edits. Uh, so let's go over that real quick. Man, these Red Bulls are killing me. I'm telling you. I keep saying that I'm dieting. And really, all my diet is just turned into is drinking energy drinks. It's not a diet. Um, let's see. We are in week six. After Martinsville and any changes. So, number one is still Joe Gibbs Racing. Kyle Busch finished third. Denny Hamlin fifth. Martin Truex Jr. eighth. And Eric Jones 30th. That that hurt them. But the good thing is for Joe Gibbs is they had such a far lead ahead of everybody else that they're doing just fine. 
their total score right now is a 54.75. And here we go. This is the first change. Last week, we didn't see any changes. We finally got a change. Team Penske has now jumped up to second. This is only a matter of time. Team Penske is going to be closing that gap, I think, with Joe Gibbs Racing. Kevin, uh, Brad Keselowski finished first. Ryan Blaney fourth. And Joey Logano 19th. Their total score is now 59.66. So only a few points behind Joe Gibbs Racing. I think it's only a matter of time. We'll see what happens. Uh, Chip Ganassi has moved down to from second to third with Kurt Busch 12th and Kyle Larson 18th there at 62.5. Falling behind a little bit on a couple points there. Uh, Stuart Haas Racing staying in fourth at 80.75. That's a big gap. Kevin Harvick 6th, Clint Boyer 7th, Eric Amarola 9th, and Daniel Suarez 10th. Hendrick Motorsports has finally moved up to 5th above Roush, about time, and a big gap at 98.75 with Chase Elliott, the best finish Hendrick has, I think, yeah, the first top 5 finish Hendrick has seen since Chase Elliott won in October in Kansas. October or November? No, it was the end of October. So that's pretty sad for Hendrick. Uh, Chase Elliott finished 2nd, Alex Bowman 14th. Byron, 22nd, and Jimmy Johnson, 24th. Yeesh, that team is rough. At uh, 6th place, Roush Fenway Racing, right beneath Hendrick at 99, so only uh, .25 below them. Uh, and Ryan Newman finished 23rd, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 25th. Yeah, it's kind of where you expect to see Roush nowadays, sadly. Still at number 7 is RCR with 127, so quite a ways down, but uh, they're starting to see some life because last week, as I mentioned before, Austin Dillon finished 10th. This week, Dillon finished 11th, and Daniel Hemrick finished 27th. So, I don't know if they'll ever get all the way up to 6th place, but maybe. They're starting to see a little life. At number 8 still is JTG uh, with 129 points uh priest finished 16th and chris busher finished 21st this week i decided to include front row motorsports because they have multiple drivers i felt like it was only fair so they are well in ninth and this is kind of the reason i didn't initially include them they are in ninth place at 162 points uh i should just repeat the previous last place at uh, number eight jtg has 129 yeah, this is why I initially did not include this team, but I thought, let's be fair, they have multiple drivers. Uh, Reagan finished 26th, Tiff 29th, and McDowell 31st. Just, I mean, they are the quintessential bottom feeder team. Nothing against front row, but it, it's bad. This week, I also decided to create a ranking for single-car full-time teams. Uh, I thought this might be a little interesting to mix things up. So at number one, and this is accumulated for all, all of the weeks so far. So this isn't just uh, how did they do in Martinsville. This is overall for all the races. I went back through. Number one is uh, Wood Brothers Racing. Paul Menard has finished 29th, 14th, 15th, 17th, 20th, and 15th. So Paul Menard with Wood Brothers Racing sitting there on top of the single car full team full-time teams number two might surprise people i don't know maybe not uh jermaine racing with ty Dillon, 
finish 6th, 25th, 29th, 15th, 27th, 13th. So not as bad as I feel like people uh, make Ty Dillon out to be. You know, not great by any means, but uh, not the worst. Uh, number three, Levine Family Racing with Matt Benedetto, finishing 28th, 26th, 21st, 28th, 18th, and 20th. You know, Matt Benedetto has been making a lot of noise lately, and uh, he's a pretty good driver. Good for him. Uh, number four, and this is where, you know, this is where things kind of get sad. It just shows you the state that they're in. Richard Petty Motorsports with Bubba Wallace at number four. Beneath Matt Benedetto, Ty Dillon, and Paul Menard. Now, granted, Paul Menard might be on another level with uh, some of these drivers because he's a lot more experienced. But, yeah, Bubba Wallace, he finished 38th, 27th, 26th, 22nd, 30th, and 17th. Yikes. That's bad. Number five, Premium Motorsports with Ross Chastain. Uh, He finished 10th, 31st, 33rd, 27th. 28th and 34th. I feel like I'm getting dyslexia reading these. I'm like, like mixing these numbers up. So, Ross Chastain, number five, beneath Bubba Wallace. And number six for Go Fast Racing, Corey LaJoy, the one everybody's been talking about because of his beard paint scheme for the Daytona 500. He has finished 18th, 29th, 27th, 26th, 31st, and 33rd. Number seven was Starcom Racing with uh, Castle finishing. 24th, 34th, 32nd, 33rd, 29th, 28th, and last but not least is Rick Ware Racing with Cody Ware, 39th, 33rd, 35th, 32nd, 32nd, 36th. So, yeah, Cody Ware and Rick Ware Racing is garbage. And I just read today that Levine Family Racing is talking about possibly expanding their team and bringing on another full-time car which is very interesting. You know, they have a pretty good driver right now with Matt Benedetto, but the fact of the matter is his finishes are, like I said before, 28th, 26th, 21st, 28th, 18th, and 20th. Almost all in the 20s, except for one in that was 18, just outside. So, I, I, I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to become the next, like, front row motorsports. I don't understand their reasoning for that. maybe it's more profitable. I would imagine that you should take that money that you're thinking about investing into another car and making your current car better than a consistently 20th placed car. Because the driver, I think, is pretty decent. And if he had better equipment, he might be running higher. He might be getting into the teens. I don't know. That's just me. But who knows? That's the rankings... And I think that's going to do it for this episode. Most of the time was spent in the interview, obviously, with Chris. Great interview. Once again, go check out Belly Up Sports. Everything that we got going on there, we have so many good t-shirt designs. So, like, go buy some. And nobody's hitting me up on Twitter about this, and I'm serious. DM me uh, at at Chairgaten or even at Belly Up Racing. DM me. And uh, maybe if we chit-chat for a little bit and you want a shirt maybe we'll send you one who knows maybe we'll do a giveaway soon on twitter we'll see so keep up with the social medias and go to TickSplits and type in the promo code belly up because it helps us out and it helps you out 
Like I said before, I should be at Texas Motor Speedway this Sunday, and if I am, I'll be posting a lot from there, so check me out a lot on Twitter and Instagram for all that good content. Hope you enjoyed it this week, and we'll see you next week after Texas Motor Speedway. Peace. It was straight shot, all it took was luck to not get caught. Why would anyone do drugs when they could just mow a lawn? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.